hello and welcome. Today uh, we're doing part two of our AEW review. Hey, I'm a poet and I was previously unaware of the fact. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. When I made a pun, <laughs> no one lied. Yeah. We weren't recording then. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, uh, we've uh, our previous episode we did um, Double or Nothing, and we went on quite a bit of a tangent on that one. In this one, we're aiming to get Fighter Fest. Uh, I didn't mean to sound quite as West Country as that came out, but it's spelt that way. Fighter Fest and Fight for the Fallen. Um, in the room we have. And. Well, I'll do in. Oh, <laughs> I was a, literally about that was in literally the next sentence out of my gob. Twins. Yeah, yeah. Introduced by Johnson, and we also have Burns, Strawny, Kimbo, who's apparently felling trees by that sound. <laughs> right, super bad. <laughs> so, oh, I wish I was that handsome. <laughs> So, uh, first off, is we're doing Fighter Fest, named, and it has been confirmed, after the infamous Fire Fest. Yeah. A little bit of a, a piss take there. The so, abortion that yeah, was. Yeah, a little bit of a piss take. It's even spelt that way to make sure everyone the knows. The logo's the same. Yeah, logo's the, the same. A lot of set dressing is done. And on that, I apps, and a lot of, I've heard a bit of complaints on a couple of reviews I've, I've watched, and, po- and they said, Ugh. And they said, "Take why are you taking the piss out of this?" And it's like, "Well, it's a a, it's a joke, and a, it's a joke, and and b, it was a funny joke as well." Yeah. And so throughout the whole thing, throughout the whole thing, they cut back to KO backstage, panicking air quotes, panicking about all the stuff that's going going wrong. Oh, uh, blink. Blank 182 have pulled out, whoever they are, and so on. And just, oh, it was a fun gag for the thing. And people saying, oh, it's not topical. Well, it doesn't have to be. That's the thing with jokes. We know what a thing happens. People still make jokes about things 20 years old. In a world, it's still funny, isn't it? In a world full of gimmicks, they moaned about the gimmick. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the, the irony is completely lost on them, I think. Mm. Speaking of things that made me lost on you, by KO, Alex McKenny Omega, not Kevin Owens. Very sadly, he doesn't wrestle for AEW. Oh, right. Yeah. Um, oh, I'm in charge of what card, what's on the card, aren't I? Yeah. yeah let's Kimbo, sort, let's sort that. Smooth. Smooth transition between... Yeah. That was an awful transition by my reckoning. I'm only better at those. That was I as slick as a greasy Shame. weasel, mate. That yeah. was... Uh, uh, I've only put one note about this, so I'm pretty sure I need to try and remember who the... It's a triple threat tag match mm-hmm. between... Private party, best friends, yeah, and somebody else. Wasn't it the not Lords of Darkness? No, it wasn't them. That's the That's next dark audio thinking of. Yeah, spooky perverts. Spooky perverts. It was another flippy team. Oh, it was the Luchadors then, wasn't it? Wasn't it Angelico and no? Oh, God, we're off. I'm on it. Someone get Frank on. Yeah, Frank. In the meantime, (laughs) I was all behind the the whole concept of uh, Fighter Fest. The fact that they even introduced the the, on the on the ramp, there was a tent that they had at Fighter Fest. There was the the models. There was the little private pool at the side. The luxury pool. Yeah, the luxury pool. The luxury pool. Was it Fighter Fest that was open air? Yeah. Was that Fight for the Fallen? 
Fight for the Fallen was out now. Fight yeah. best friends I could see at the very start. He says, um, Kenny Omega asked me to do anything in my power to get the ring inside. Mm-hmm. He says, well, did you do it? And he goes, bites into an it. apple. Oh, yeah. That... I have a point to make on those later, oh. but I'll wait until the end. He's like, yeah, and he just cuts the ring being inside. <laughs> I remember why I forgot about them now. It was so cold sense. Yeah, because it, it wasn't... Oh, there we go. It wasn't a, <laughs> how it all makes sense. It wasn't a proper arena, if I remember. I know there was something about this one. It, it, was, it was a gaming convention. Yeah, that was it. It was at a con, that it was it. It wasn't a strict AEW standard event. event. Mm. It They've was taken over the year before NJPW did it. Yeah. AEW replaced them this year to do it. That's another reason why there's such bad blood at the moment yeah. I imagine so it's uh, not exactly my place to say uh, and, those, yeah. and they all they all had the uh, f- uh, gaming gimmick coming out in different gaming outfits more so to the point where the, the CEO of CEO wrestled yeah and that's something we'll get into later first part of the pre-show though it was a triple threat tag I was correct it <laughs> did feature the best friends and private party again correct and also saw go uncensored Sadly, was incorrect. Less sad, it's SoCal Uncensored. <laughs> it was... But wasn't it SoCal without Chris Daniels? Yes, because Chris Daniels is later on the card. Also, very sadly. Um, if you've listened to part one, yeah. which I'm assuming you have if you're listening to part two... D- yeah. If you've I clicked on part well two... established mm. that we're not massive fans of SoCal Uncensored. So, my, my only notes on this was... Good match. Stop staring at me when you say SCU. Yeah. That is literally the only notes. I don't think there was much else to say. Best friends won because they are the well, best. The best friends, yeah. They are the best. They're great. All hail Sexy Chucky T and Trent Barretta. I don't understand why... Sexy Chucky me. I don't understand why Trent has a question mark after his name, though. He needs no. to explain that. Trent? Yeah. Trent? That's it. Trent? It feels a bit... I'm, I'm Ron, Ron Burgundy. Burgundy. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> he does that. Yeah, yeah, he does. Oh, who the changed the prompt card? Everyone knows he just reads what he sees. Um, but yeah, it was great. Private party got a chance to show off what they can do. They're they're very flippy. I like the flips. Aerial. Was, wasn't I like the word flip? Okay. And they also have the most infectious fucking theme song. Oh, it's so ever. good. He gets so, so pissed off because he sat there like, we're fucking have this in my head all fucking day now. Whoa, 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 I was whoa, in the whoa, cellar at work this morning. I was like, this is a private... I was like, oh, for fuck's Can I drink some wine clean? Just, like, get this out of my head. <laughs> I don't think that would do anything to you at this stage. I'd yeah, it would damage yeah. yourself irreparably. Uh, yeah, I'd be worried about the line cleaner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, best friends and poor everybody were a good clash of styles. Best friends were a lot more... Grapple orientated, yeah. Ground based offence, mm. and uh, then private pilot just said, "Oh, more aerial, flippy. They're very flippy. They like the flips. They're, They're like aerodynamic, aerial, man. Mm. And so, Callum censored existed. Yeah, it was more enjoyable for me without the presence yeah, of Captain it's Better than Dan- with them with Daniels. <laughs> However, it's still a thing. There's still a thing, and. They're kind of in a catch-22. Without Daniels, they just look a little bit rudderless. And with Daniels, I can't stand them. <laughs> so, yeah. I think the problem is, if they were going to just have them as a, a two-piece tag team, and they actually pushed properly on the two that are not Daniels, then they wouldn't feel rudderless. But 
the way that they build and use SCU is driven by the fact that they're going to just basically surround and push Daniels. So when they're without Daniels, they look like they're missing the limb a little bit. Yeah, like yeah. Not in, not in like their skill because they're fucking. Scorpio Sky, I can watch all day long. He's just he's. Frankie, he's I, really I said it in the first part, but Frankie Kazarian is no slouch in the mm. ring. Very good, but it's there's that like, disconnect, like we said yeah. in the first part, and it's probably caused by no, it's not probably. It's hundred percent caused by Christopher Daniels, and I just connected with the other teams a lot more. Uh, I think as well, it, it it's sort of it's almost judgmental, which is desperately shocking for us, I know, but um, you can't say help what? But, what? Say what? Um, you can't help but judge SCU because we don't like Daniels. Yeah. And so even when he's out of the picture, you just kind of sit there with your arms folded, going, "No, yeah, don't want exactly. to watch SCU," regardless of the fact that SCU is better without Daniels, yeah, yeah. and we're giving them to us without Daniels but we refuse to engage because we know that Daniels will be there at some point I just don't like the name SCU works for the Chan SCU works for the theme it doesn't suit two of the wrestlers in SCU Scorpio Sky, if someone went yeah, Scorpio Sky is from Southern California I'm like, oh, okay, that makes sense, yeah okay, I can buy it Frankie Kazarian looks like Vinnie Jones <laughs> <laughs> Look at the man and say he doesn't look like Vinnie Jones. And then Christopher Daniels looks like your dad went to the beach on a sunny day. It got jacked. It got jacked. Wow, you are too white to pull up a phrase like he got jacked. Thank you. Um, <laughs> other thing I liked, I really liked that guy with the orange hair in Private Party. I like his hair. I forget the names as much as I love them. Uh, I believe it is Isaac. No, it's Mark Quinn. Sorry, Mark Quinn. Isaiah Cassidy is the other one. Yeah. I like both of them. I really, really like them a lot. He does look like Vinnie Jones. I've just got Frank on it. 100% he looks like Vinnie Jones. It's, it's terrifying. If Vinnie Jones became an aerial based wrestler, he would be Frank Cassidy. <laughs> I would pay good money to I see w- him take a bump. Apparently, he's going to be an X Factor celebrity this year. Oh, fuck off. That's the thing. Um, no, yeah, no. it was it was a fine intro to the event. Anyone else got anything else to add before I move on? No, it was, no, it was pretty, all right. I like. I really like Private Party, and I really like. It was like a great venue for Private Party. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was. Yeah, I agree. I think the crowd really got behind Private Party as well, which was quite good. After that, we had a lot of promos, a lot of promos. There was the Bucks promo. Kenny promo, the guy with the apple promo, mm. another uh, uh, Kips, no Kips, everyone was in this bit. And someone else had a promo, and they, oh, the librarians had a promo, and they were all shit apart from Kenny Omega Bucks one. I don't like the guy, the arena guy. He, I know he's not trained for that, but it just if he's not trained for it, why is he doing it? And whoever the other promo was, I completely oh, the librarians promo was a librarians promo. Fuck the librarians. <laughs> Uh, the, yeah, well, whatever. The You're just are fun. grumpy because you like them and we don't. Why is the worst gimmick ever and why is it librarians? What is the worst gimmick ever and why is it your face? That's not a gimmick, um, that's a God given gift. 
Speaking of librarians... Oh, God, I'd take the receipt. I'd get the receipt, mate. <laughs> Speaking <laughs> of the librarians... <laughs> let's move on, let's move I'm on. I'm moving, I'm moving. <laughs> we move on to Ali, who is one of my favourite female wrestlers, against Lever Bates. Yeah. Uh, she's a great wrestler but I get a confused with Britt Baker when you can't unless you got like an entrance like you yeah. very similar looking to me like one has brown hair one has blonde hair how are they similar looking facially very similar are you saying they all look alike women yeah they all look alike yeah I'm that level of guy yeah, yeah. Really. Um, no I, I get for me they look very similar like I remember the librarian's promo I didn't like now it was the one where Huliva Bates was talking like, yeah, be quiet, we're in a library. And Peter Avalon shouted everything she said after the fact. Yeah, he which, was being the, the Paul Heyman to her. But it kind of defeats the point. If you're in a library, why are you and shouting? And in the tent. It's almost as if it's a joke. I mean, yeah, it is a it joke, but it's a poorly it done funny. joke. Uh, if you can't see, flipping the rest of them off. One for you, one for a lot of you. Yeah, one for you and one for the rest of you collectively. <laughs> it didn't make Ali look good. The match didn't make either of them look good. No. Uh, Ali won eventually, but it went too long. Apparently it was only eight minutes. <laughs> it felt like That's... a very long eight minutes. <laughs> like the first That's match... your was... missus said. <laughs> the first match was 14 minutes and did not feel like 14 minutes. This felt more like 14 minutes and it was only eight. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. Surely we have something better for Ali to do than fight Lever Bates. I know she eventually does other things than fight Lever Bates. Nice little casual there, thumb to himself there, Johnson. <laughs> He's got something better, better to do. To do. Me. <laughs> I, I don't know if you picked up on the Ali gimmick in the match. So they're kind of trying to carry over her TNA gimmick, which was she is partly possessed by a demon. Oh. Fucking hell. Um, oh, hence why I've seen that before. Hence why she just randomly starts screaming, I'm Ali! At random intervals. Um, that no. felt a bit like mental disorder to rats to me. Yeah. yeah. So maybe they're not pushing that, but they mentioned a de- in, in a demon multiple times on commentary with the shitty British guy. Can we do something other than an inner demon thing? We've seen it with Matt Hardy, we've seen it with Jet, uh, Finn Balor. Seen it with the fiend, technically. I've seen it done better as well. I think that's the problem. You've got a demon gimmick going on better in WWE right now. Let's not touch inner demons. Yeah. Whilst the fiend is still a thing. When the fiend fucks mm. off, do it. Do it. Or gets fucked up by you know Vince. That's Vince yeah. is having no part in the fiend apparently. He is given a hundred percent control to Bray. Bray is al- allowed Paul Heyman to have input. Interesting. See, now, um, um, Paul Heyman books him, Bray writes all the scripts. Interesting. I like it, because the Vince puppet made an appearance on Raw last night. (laughs) (laughs) Such good shit. I was going to say, there's no way the Vince such good shit puppet gets used with Vince's consent. Yeah. Oh, the Vince such good shit puppet had money fed to him. Nice. (laughs) Wow. So, Ali. Ali, yeah, it was it was it was a poor job all around. Waste of Ali. 
I have librarians. barely any recollection of that particular picture. Um, it just didn't stand out for me. Yeah. I think, though, and this might be kind of skipping to the end a little bit, but Fighter Fest of the Fall, for me, was the weakest of the four. No, next one is weakest of the fall. No, uh, Fighter Fest was because uh, they also had a couple of technical issues. The sound quality wasn't that great. Right. It was too... The intro music and a lot of the other stuff they hadn't balanced out correctly, so mm. they had a few too many... It did very much screen feel issues. like... Not yeah. off-screen issues, yeah. but you know what I mean. Technical. Technical. It yeah. felt like it was mm. part of another thing, not yeah. a standalone thing. Exactly. It felt like it was there to support yeah. the convention. Yeah. But... I understand I'm just judging it on wrestling, and from a just wrestling standpoint, I think it's stronger than... Fight for the Fallen, which we will get to. I was going to say, could the, the whole sound and technical issues be like a, another part of the gimmick with it being Fight for Unfortunately, uh, I didn't think about that. That's a point. Is it one of those things like it's, Cause then, it's planned? Yeah, because Double or Nothing had no issues and everyone since has had n- no issues. Uh, so. there, was, there was an issue with Pyro uh, all out, which we will talk about. Yes. Yeah, and everybody has been talking about mm, that. That's been a massive issue. And, we will yeah. come to that, though, at a later point. Part three. Uh, we'll move on from Ali and Mm. I don't, yeah, because really yeah, I don't Ali, didn't Ali pick up a win with that one yeah yeah I, I did say that earlier in case you missed it Ali did win it took too long she should have won in like three minutes it should have been like just a squash it should have been a squash yeah it's not the first time It's not, sorry it's not the only time AEW has elongated what should have been a quick paced match into a long slugfest one more fight in the pre-show however CEO of CEO Alex Jabaley against Michael Nakazawa. Oh, I love Michael Nakazawa. I did not get on board with this fight. No, I was about to say with this one, they ran too many of his gimmicks into one fight. He had the oil thing and he also had the thong thong that he pulled out. And he also had two, one gimmick per per match is fine but don't try and cram all your gimmicks into one thing because it just it just sort of looks like remember I can do this oh remember I can do this remember me please 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 you know I don't think that's why they got used that way fundamentally that match was a professional wrestler against an office job guy. Like yeah. he's, it was he's, Alex Jabelli sucking his own dick. Yeah, basically. It was, it not was, in a horrible way. If you were in the same position, you'd probably totally do it. You can do it. Mm. But Maybe not pick Michael Nakazawa, however. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah there, there was also there was better people he could probably have picked to carry. But it was meant to be kind of just it's like a continuation funny, of a feud. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was, it was an okay comedy match. Yeah, that's why. Yeah. It, it, it picked up NJ, from last time, didn't it? Yeah, But if you weren't aware of last time, it just felt a bit like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, with MJPW doing it the year before and it being a continuation afterwards, you could tell that um, Jibaley wasn't a wrestler. He just wanted to get in the ring. Yeah. It and was all beginner stuff he was doing. And yeah. it, fair enough, like, he carried he it pretty pulled well. It off, like, and But it's still, it just it screamed like, you just, it's an ego stroke. It's, yeah, he had the ability to do it. So you wanted to live the dream. Mm. So you're doing it like power to you. If I was in that position, I'd oh, do the exact I'd same do it thing. all day long. Yeah, like any of us wouldn't. Like if yeah, I'd just be in a ring and it was thrown at you. You'd, you'd fucking you'd do really it. Take it. I mean, you literally have. Yeah, yeah. I'd literally, yeah, you literally, I literally did have. It. He has taken it from a wrestler. Yeah. Yes, I have. 
Spears on that one. He was offered ring time and took it. Yeah. <laughs> the only... Is it, I'm going to mention it now. Should they have potentially swapped the tag match in this so it was the other way around, so we opened with this as kind of a, ha-ha, this is funny thing, and I'd, then... Yeah, I'd yeah. Say yeah. I, I would have gone... The, yeah, the, CE, the, the CEO... Well. Yeah, the CEO opening his own thing on Fighter Fest to take the... It's bait, it is that... Yeah. It continues the joke and goes, oh, look, oh, what we're doing, oh, and... It felt and, like a refresher joke where yeah. I put, like... By the way, this is a funny oh, thing. Yeah. This is a gimmicky thing. Yeah. Whereas if you'd started it on the first pre-show, everyone would have... sets the tone. It sets the tone and everyone goes, oh, right. Then you have a, a half-decent tag, multi, and and then you go into the main show. Yeah, because uh, putting it afterwards does seem a bit like sort of, remember what this is about? Yeah, we can't forget. He, he keeps slamming it. Uh, we get the odd little promos, but sticking this in, it's a bit... But, but it was... It, was, it yeah. served its purpose yeah. because it was a continuation from... The exact same setup they did the year before, but as I say, like something on a standalone basis. Yeah. yeah, if you weren't privy to that, for me, I didn't see what they did last year. So I don't know how much of it was incredibly hilarious because hmm. it was a direct reference. Yeah, I'm watching it as a single entity, and for me, it just it felt a bit forced. Yeah, and I just I, I didn't find it funny and. Yeah. I, liked the fo- I thought the phone thing was funny, and the fact that Saudi oil was okay, like because it was on. Uh, I liked the, the throwing button. him on the buttons because the. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was like, it's like being thrown on Lego, and everybody in the world knows that the worst thing to step on is Lego. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, no, that's fair. That's yeah. that was funny. It's, I'll give it you. That's it's fine. It's a flip of what I said in part one. Like it's as much as like with the other stuff, you want to go back and watch it with this. I was like, yeah. Yeah, I don't oh, want to know I what, where this yeah. I, don't give, I don't really give two hoots. Either. It's a shame the tag match is on the pre-show because it's the only match of that pre-show that was any good. Yeah. Yeah. I would skip the pre-show and be sad about missing the tag match. I'd also probably miss the first match of the main card. Seema versus Christopher Daniels. Yeah. Oh! Just two guys. I can't get in. Technically, it's very good. Yeah. Like, you watch it and you're like, oh, I should like this. Yeah. And I just can't. No. It's just so disconnected. It's so... It's contrived as well because Seema was obviously going to win because he was against Omega in two weeks' time. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Just... It felt a bit of a wrestling by this should have been on the, This should have been on the pre-show and Sol Carroll says she should have been on the main show. Yeah. But Daniels would not have that. He's not oh, going to do pre-show He's not a pre-show like, guy. let the other two guys yeah. do the main show. It's not going to happen. Yeah, damp squib. Yeah. I don't think anyone's... Can... We're not going to sit here and talk shit about Christopher Daniels. We did that in part one. Yeah. If you want to hear his bad mouth, Christopher Daniels, go back to that. Yeah. yeah. We did it really well then, when we cared. Yeah. We're now bored. Yeah, I was going to say, it didn't matter. So. And we've still got two more Christopher Daniels matches to talk about. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Moving on to something good. The triple threat women's match. Riho versus Nyla Rose versus Yuka Sakazawa. That was a good match. Yeah. Great match. It was, yeah, it was uh, It was nice to see the two of them working together to take down Nyla yeah. and then turning on each other. It was that nice sort of... It was a good... Yeah, it was a, continuing on from what we were saying about the Japanese girls mm. in Double or Nothing. We got introduced to them. They were like, oh, this is good, it's different. 
but you didn't know kind of who to cheer for. Yeah. Nyla made that very clear who you cheered for, the damn Japanese girls. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Nyla's going to be an amazing monster. Yeah. Like, she's going to yeah. be the big bad, isn't she? And I think it was it was just well executed. And yeah. I think it was a, a marked improvement in terms of the women and the way that their matches were utilised and put together. I think over the course of the four pay-per-views, I think by the time you get to All Out, the women's matches are, are fucking bang on. Uh, yeah, I liked all the women's yeah, matches. They were all absolutely, spoilers, yeah. in my opinions, but yeah, they're all but very all there's out. there's already a marked improvement between Double between or Nothing. Between the pre-show and, one and this, yeah. there's a massive improvement. Uh, the women's league's going to be something really interesting to watch moving forward because they seem to be coming out the, the gates already deciding that they're not going to be doing the silly, girly, cliche, gimmicky shit that has been kind of pounded on constantly. Like the 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 belt that they're going to be playing for, it looks exactly like the guy's belt. Like this uh, kind of it, it looks slightly different, but it looks it it's, looks it's it looks still, like an actual belt rather than yeah. It's it's that kind of it's, it's not almost a like a, belt. yeah, yeah it's, it's not a butterfly belt. Yeah, yeah, it's you know that it's it doesn't look out of place side by side with the men's belt and the matches. They're not, you know, it's not a silly slap fest. Yeah. And just, you know, Especially a soft focus it. on somebody when they come out. And it's none of that bitchy yeah. back slapping. But you, there's, there's already been stuff kind of that, like little seeds have been planted where there's going to be rivalries and there's going to be beef and there's going to be fights. But none of it looks like it's going to turn into, oh my God, oh my God. Yeah. Like they've, they've full on gone to like chin each other already. Yeah. And it looks as mean and as serious as the men rivalries are going to be. So Matt, I'll doff my cap in that sense. It's because they're picking and they're using and utilising independent women wrestlers. They're yeah. not hiring and signing models who are models, models and dancers and, and yeah. anything like that, which WWE are obviously famous for. They're utilising people who can wrestle and want to wrestle and yeah. want to push themselves to the limit. Um, and that's what sets them apart, and that's why, for me, the women's division will be amazing. Yeah, it's going to be yeah, extraordinary. I'm really excited about how the women's division is going to go. Some of the, mm. the faces we've seen already, if we're going to just say, like, at, at this point, at Firefest, what we'd seen, and ignore the other two pay-per-views for now, which is what we're trying to do. Um, the already, at this excited, point, yeah. I'm like, oh, actually, yeah, no, this mm. is going to be fucking good. This is this the first is match be... thing. That makes Wait, set up and going, go. Oh, oh yeah. Okay, I see what they're doing. Yeah, yeah. Um, Rio picked up the victory. There was a little bit of a kind of post-match altercation between Rio and Yuka uh, because Rio picked up the win. Nalaro has flipped out and started beating on Rio. On Rio, Yuka it's feared to stop the beating. Tried to help Rio up. Rio kind of pushed her away. Maybe it'll build to something. They've not done anything with it so far. Um, it was a bit of a throwaway thing. I yeah. It might just be showing that Rio has kind of this darker, like, yeah. grumpy side, I guess. Kind of just comes across like a child throwing a strap, but that's probably because Rio is uh, 98 pounds, I think they said. Yeah, was. she's tiny. Yeah, there's nothing to her. And it just made Duke look really sad. And, and that again, broke like, my little tiny heart because... Rio is really twee. Yeah, I meant both, before, both like, her so and, and uh, you get tiny. It's hard to make her look like she's, you know, just being mm-hmm. like, she's strong, looked, independent, yeah, she just defending herself. Off, it just looks, looks stroppy. Yeah, um, and Yuka's sad face is 
heartbreaking and makes me feel sad thinking about it. Looks it looks like somebody's kicked a kitten in front Yeah, of it, it's real sad. Um, but yeah, got all three wrestlers over. Really good match. Yeah. Moving swiftly on to another great match, actually. Uh, MJF versus Adam Page versus Jungle Boy versus Jimmy Havoc. Yeah, this boy. was really fucking Just hard. excellent way of showing all four off. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, the MJF promo when he came out and just said he was better than everyone. Great. Yeah. Sort of as many people in the room as possible. Isn't this the one where he delivered the line where your mum swallows? Something yeah. like that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I was just like, wow. And I was worried that, that what we saw in the first one of MJF was just going to be a bit of a... A throwaway thing, all... and he's not going to be able to maintain that level of country. No, but no, no, no he's it's... maintaining, and he is exceeding. This was the basement you live in. She swallows. Like yeah, and also at a video game convention, going. I used to love video games, and then I lost oh, my virginity. Yeah, I love the fact. I love the fact that the the camera then cut <laughs> to yeah. some nerds, not quote unquote. I I can't say this. I'm a massive one, but cut some nerds in the audience going. Just sort of looking really bitch. Oh, for fuck's sake. Oh, and then he goes like, joke. oh, I mean, you've got but guys, I'm one of you. I'm like a level 45 palette or whatever you said. Like, yeah, palette of He's. Yeah. I really like MJF. Like, I really love to hate him. Like, yeah. I hate him, but I love hating it's him. It's the same when Mrs. Heal, like, yeah. you have that same, like, oh, fuck you, buddy. Yeah, yeah he's just he's such an engaging heel. Yeah. And I'm really excited to see what they do with him. It's going to be really fun. Uh, this match was won by the Hangman, Adam Page. Of course. Bookshot Lariat, Deadeye. I believe he pinned Jungle Boy. He definitely did pay on MJF. I don't think it was Jimmy Havoc. I'm going to say it wasn't Havoc. I know it wasn't Havoc. Deadeye just makes me so nervous watching it. It's a backwards tombstone. It's It's so fucking dangerous. terrifying. The Bookshot Lariat is bad enough. The Deadeye is... No. He's never injured anyone with it, which is... That is how, a safe set of hands, isn't it? How that guy hasn't killed someone yet or paralysed anyone. How do you know he hasn't? How do you know that wasn't his indie career and he's perfected it over the years? There's a, a stream of crippled people in hospitals going, watching the thing on TV going, prick. <laughs> because they made a massive deal about it when NGPW signed him. They were like, this guy has never injured a fucking soul. Yeah, um, that's what, sort of it's a guy. big deal. Like your reputation for the moves that you do. Mm. If you are safe hands, then yeah. people lord that. It's... Can you know, I don't know if you'll get it. Okay, he kind how he wrestles kind of reminds me of Taker a bit. He's got a bit of Taker in him. I see a little bit. That's kind of I'm mm. getting the point that you're making. Like he's I'm not, not going to argue with you. Like it's unusual. Yeah. <laughs> He just makes me think of Stephen Amell and long hair. <laughs> Facially. Yeah, yeah, I see it. And then the hair makes me think of Vintage H. <laughs> yeah. He's vintage like H. love child of H and Stephen Amell. He's been trained to ask by Undertaker. Yeah. <laughs> Uncle Undertaker. Yeah. Uh, Uncle Taker. Yeah. Do your move, but backwards. <laughs> oh, oh, go, go on, on, man. <laughs> I'll do your move, mate. Oh, wait, no. <laughs> you... That's not how... I don't even want to know how you've done that. <laughs> just ignored it. I do just like have visions of Taker, like, just sit twitching, watching him, going like, that's some serious shit. Like, how the fuck... What? No. No, and turns it off. Just walks away, goes and reapplies his eyeliner. He dyes his hair again. 
Yeah, I did. It looks like if I showed you my notes, it looks like I've wrote a whole paragraph about this. I put the about the match. I put match was excellent. Shows all four wrestlers off, and then just gushed about Adam Page for like <laughs> five lines. Is he your new ham? No, one hundred percent. It's not. I don't. He's probably a handsome man to some. He doesn't tick any of my boxes, but. As a wrestler, I think he's really strong. I think he's yeah. I think he's going to be definitely one to watch. He's just and he's being used really well for somebody that's sort of newer. Yeah, compared to the people he's, he's very being young as well. Isn't yeah, he's twenty seven. Twenty seven. That's crazy. I know. It's outrageous. Crazy. That's what I mean. Like when people say, like, "Oh, you're a wrestler," like to me, like, yeah, but I'm pretty old for a wrestler, like. You're, you're probably about prime age for wrestling. Yeah, I'm at my what should be my prime age, but I'm beginning. I've done twenty three seconds in a, in a ring, so like, I'm hardly vintage. Yeah, but he's reaching peak. So yeah, where he goes Him in two, three years time, it's going to be terrifying. Oh yeah, yeah. I think he's going to be one of those names that in like ten years time, we're going to be like, oh, I, well, I can really you remember when so. he like yeah. first? Came onto the scene big and. Do you remember when he killed Drew Ryan? <laughs> Paige killed the guy. You might want to hide out. <laughs> yeah, I saw it. Yeah, it was really good. Um, I think all four of it, like yeah. Jamie Havoc as well, like, I just wanted oh. to have a moment just to be like, what the fuck? <laughs> that, that guy. guy that is... man's not going to live to see 50. Oh, no. He's, He's not going to live to see the fucking live tapings. <laughs> He'll be dead before AEW Richie Television. That it's... man. Wow. I dread to think what he has shat out in the past two days. <laughs> oh, the amount of thumbtacks he must have swapped. The yeah. fact that as he walked out of the ring, he was chewing. What the fuck was he chewing? That is worrying. Teeth. <laughs> it's just teeth. All somebody teeth. else's teeth. teeth. Yeah, not even his, someone's teeth. Just, just there with fucking thumbtacks. Just chewing. Oh, it's no. a staple gun. It's, it's, a, oh. it's a whole package. The, man, just, the man's terrifying and endearing. In one yeah, package, all at the same time. That's it. Like he should be a heel, and I'm pretty sure he's supposed to be a heel. I, I, yeah, I thought that. But he goes he's over not, as a face, yeah, but with all the heel like shit. A, he's like a, an anti-face. Yeah, he yeah. is the Deadpool of yeah. AEW. Yeah. You shouldn't want him to kind of win or succeed, but you end up cheering for him anyway, even though he's an absolute yeah. fucking psychopath. Yeah. Like, he's, he's absolutely terrifying, but you can't take your eyes off he's him. He's king of the death match, like, and rightfully so. He's earned so that fucking title. He's going to end up being kind of central to hardcore matches, and AEW are going to continue to do hardcore matches, and that is not a bad thing. I oh, no, because how they've done hardcore matches, we'll talk about We've yeah. got the first one coming later. Yeah. Well, technically, we have the first one with Mike and Nakazel. Well, we'll ignore it and just pretend the later one is the first one. Um, yeah, everything they've done is great. We haven't we haven't gushed on Jungle Boy. Let's do that before we move on. I love Jungle Boy. Jungle Boy. So I don't do you know who Jungle Boy's dad is? No. Jungle Man? No, no, his dad <laughs> is the actor Luke Perry, who's recently passed on. Well, oh, oh, bloody hell. He passed I think there's less than a month between Double or Nothing and Luke Perry yeah, died. He was, oh. yeah. So he goes into Double or Nothing having just lost his dad. Is spectacular, yeah. and then goes and does this. The, he's had a, a real up and down year. He's, he turned down WWE, and at the time I was like, "That's a real stupid decision." You don't know what AEW is going to be, you fool. However, 
He's so perfect for these. Yeah, I think he probably knew exactly what he wants to do. Yeah. And are you going to... Risk take, that being yeah. watered down in WWE. You, you, it's a well-documented fact that the talent, unfortunately, do not have direct control of how they are portrayed by the network. That's and right. someone of his size would have gone to a five live, let's be honest. Oh, yeah. 100%. Yeah. So he'd have been buried. And they wouldn't have signed Luchasaurus, so we wouldn't have Jurassic Express, and everyone yeah. would be a lot sadder in their existence. Yeah, yeah, I think Jurassic Express is just, it makes me so happy, I can't even... A boy, a small boy. And his dinosaur. Like, the dynamic between them, and the energy, so... like, they've got such good chemistry. And Luchasaurus I love moves. It. Yeah. yeah, that's ridiculous. And... Jungle Boy is ridiculous. It's just, yeah, they're just fantastic. Okay. Uh, I'm not going to start talking about this much. I'm just going to say what the match is, and then I'm going to leave it to you three, because my opinion doesn't agree with yours. <laughs> uh, Cody Rhodes versus Darby Allen is up next. Go. Oh, what a match. I loved it. Oh, my God. Highlight for me was just the bit where Darby... Spins somehow in the in the turnbuckle, hits the turnbuckle, spins through the top and middle rope, and then falls out. How that is possible? It's it de- yeah. It, it defies was... physics. I think they they played well against each other. Like yeah. style, like they bounced off each other quite well. I was engaged for the whole thing. I think I know why you're not happy with this <laughs> matchup, and it, it, you can't judge it on what happened at the end. I don't. That's not the only reason I've got. I, I've judged the post-match promo on it. I'm going to call it a promo. Post-match angle, let's yeah. call it, on its own merits. Okay. But you I have, have judged the match. You didn't rate the match? And you have found it wanting. <laughs> yeah. It went too long for me. Okay. It took too long to get into it. Okay. And I, in, even by the end, I didn't quite get what Darby Allen was. Because the promo we cut, pre-match... Makes him sound like he's going to be the heel. Cody's this baby face. He wants to end Cody. And then he comes out and he wrestles like a baby face. And Cody wrestles like a baby face. And I'm like, you've just cut a heel promo. Cody was the best heel in Japan. What the fuck is going on? The the whole match made perfect sense. Cody at the time could only fight people with half the face painted. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. It's true. Tell me I'm wrong. You're wrong. I won't tell you you're, you're wrong. Uh, this match ended in a tie. Oh, we hit a tie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I liked that aspect. That yeah. was cool. That's something as well. Um, I think I mentioned in part one and never came back to that. Uh, the fact that they do do the timed yeah. time limit matches is way more interesting. Yeah. Because I can't. There was a match, and I don't know if it was on this one or it was one of the others, where he was literally about to get the pin. And then the time ran. It was this one, yeah. yeah. It was this one. Yeah, he was literally about to get it, and then bang, mm. the ring, uh, the time goes, and it's like, you fuck! But so... well, you've had 20 but minutes yeah, to you've do had this, 20 minutes. You could have... Yeah, it you, kind you of... could have just ran up, kicked him in the nuts, and swashed him, but no, you decided to it dick about it. a bit of pressure on it, and also yeah, takes I like the it. pressure off in some ways. Like, yeah. in terms of the actual physicality and, like, the match itself at that time, the... The people in the ring have got to, they've got a time limit. They've got to try and get this done in this set time. And so that makes it more interesting because you can see them fighting against the clock constantly. But 
in terms of like pushing stories moving forward, she got to think at some well, very shortly, AEW is going to be doing televised shows on a mm. weekly basis. Yeah. Having things like time matches, it's going to be great because you're not going to get like a, you're not going to have to run constantly with the, he pinned me in an illegal way or. Yeah. It's going to be like those matches where they're, they're so well matched that it comes down to the wire and the bell goes just before something. And you don't know whether or not, like, he, he was close to getting that pin, but would he kicked out? And it leaves that ambiguity. Yeah. And it keeps everything stirred and festering and brewing for longer. Mm. And I think that's really fucking interesting. That's really fucking cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the fact, obviously, it doesn't affect this match. They've removed it for title matches. They've taken the high road, which WWE would not have taken if they brought time limits back. They have made it so... A title match cannot end in a tie. What a smart decision. Why would they... Why? Why would they end in a tie? Yeah. But WWE would. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I get why you guys like it. I get why the internet likes it. It just wasn't for me. I like, and I like the, Cody. I like the idea of the internet just being one person. It's a collective opinion. <sighs> I went to multiple polls before writing my notes and yeah. saw... I was in the minority, and I was like, I'm okay with it on this occasion. Because normally, it makes me think I'm wrong. But not this time. <laughs> I just think I'm different. Yeah. I, I, I did like it. And I think I left that particular match wanting to know and see more about Derby. I wanted to see more I, about Derby. I, That's it, one thing it did my appetite me. for it. I, I didn't like, get it, but I wanted to it get was, it. Yeah. It was the intro that they gave to Derby as well, like... When he's in the, when he's walking through the body bag with Cody spray painted on it, and he says, "At the age of like seven or eight, car uh, Cody, yeah, they're, they're um, his uncle, um, killed or died in a car accident. Died in a car accident. With killed in a car, car accident. Yeah, Darby was killed in the car and the car accident. Oh right. Or, yeah. Well, yeah. Um, and and he said that at that point he lost all faith in humanity. Yeah. So he doesn't care anymore. He just wants to hurt people. Which I tried to get. But the problem, like I say, the the big issue with me was Darby had been, Darby had been presented to me as a damn heel. Yeah. <laughs> Bringing out a body bag is not a face thing to do. If you're a good mm. guy, you're not bringing out a body bag. No. Yeah. But then he wrestles like a damn baby face, and I'm like, what the fuck is going on? It's to keep you guessing. AEW do not apply all wrestling physics. Yeah. yeah. But a wrestling physics they have since started to apply is getting rid of headshots. Motherfuck, why did this exist? Who signed off on this shot? Yeah. To be fair, that headshot clearly did not go as scripted I don't think anybody intended for Cody to take a hit that bad he needed yeah. his head stapling but he still was meant to take yeah. a chair shot to the head it's, yeah. you don't endanger your impl- could you imagine at work they're like okay cool we're, you can come to work and we'll pay you extra but I've got to punch you in the head even better you've now got to cross this moat across this narrow plank <laughs> Of shark infested waters. You get to work, you get paid extra. You fall off. I don't care. You've made that decision. Yeah. I'd go for it for extra pay. I'd do it for a fiver. That's just me. You do most things just for half a pint. Mm. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I and I work in a bar, so that's probably why I'd do it for 
But I think the the thing I loved about that was you see on Sean's face the moment that chair hits, it's it makes it look like indifference, but you can see I fucked up. Yeah, yeah. It's that's yeah. like bad. And you just see him sort of drop the chair and he gets shouted at by Brandy and he just sort of walks off. Mm-hmm. But you can see in his face like Fuck. I fucked up. And he hides it really well, but yeah. you can still see it. I've, Nobody anticipated I think there was also the fuck-up that MGF was the first out to the ring. They've yeah. done such a good job of making that make sense. But no way was MGF scripted to be the first guy out to that ring. No, no. He, he's impulse-reactive because his mate's gone down. Yeah, 100%. Hard hard. So, they've, so they've adjusted they've, story. They've, they've adjusted make... really well in yeah, a way yeah. that still makes sense, which yeah. is not what other things have done. No, they just pretend things don't exist and yeah, move on. They just, yeah, yeah. But, but yeah, no. It was, it was, like, yeah, I have to like have everything to, they've done to react to it has been smart. Yes. The situation should they have should done have, it in the first place? Mm, is the question. And the answer is no. That, that's not an opinion. That is a fact. The fact they've changed their mind on even threatening chair shots. Yeah. Or headshots in general. I believe it's proof that they've agreed that is the wrong. Although well, I'm more than happy for Sean to call himself chairman from now on. Oh yeah, that was great. <laughs> that's fucking brilliant. It's the greatest Real That's smart. That smart shit. I want that shit. I want that shit. But also the fact that he's kept the chair. Because that's the chair he comes. He's yeah. out, and you can see the dint in it. Yeah. Like you can still see Cody's blood on the chair. Like it's like yes. How does your eyes like? Yeah, because I can just mate, see yeah. that yeah. Hang, hang on a minute. You're wearing a mask, mate. You can't no see shit. You can barely see. I shouldn't be trusting you. commentating a wrestling match. Well, I should be trusting. Is that the Young Bucks and the Lucha Bros put on another masterclass? Fuck me, they're just so good. Yeah. And as if it wasn't good enough, as if we've not been treated with the Young Bucks against the Lucha Bros, they had Kenny Omega and Laredo Kid into the damn match. It was so good. It was. I've got a wrestling boner. That was great. (laughs) (laughs) Kimbo splooshing all over the place. Right, I'm going to interject here. That's going to be on a t-shirt at some point. Yeah. I got a wrestling boner. <laughs> so, I will read my my notes verbatim. I cannot recall the last match I enjoyed this much. Pentagon and Omega are next level. Phoenix is created, so creative, the Bucks are the greatest tag team around. Laredo Kid was the weak link in the match. However, if that's your weak link, you're not doing too bad. The pace, the flips, the kicks... Kenny's weird bounce. The fucking Hadouken. Yes. The Hadouken. The taunt. The finish is exceptional. 75 stars. Out of one. Out of one. It was just fucking from start to finish, absolutely fucking on fire. It was just incredible. I I, I don't think I mentioned this on the first pay-per-view. That little taunt but the Lucha Bros do with the three fingers and the face. Zero. Yeah. Zero. Yes, it's so good. Let people talk in their own damn language because they mm. don't do it in WWE. Oh, no. And, yeah. Apart from when Oscar screams in Japanese and WWE comes go, Oscar, don't do that. And she's like, Are you <laughs> Or in during the pre-show where they are doing closed captions for the commentary, he just comes up speaking in foreign. <laughs> Oh, Jesus. Yeah. It didn't, did it? It does. Yeah, if you watch <laughs> a WWE pre-show, 
and put the closed captions on, it comes up speaking in foreign. <laughs> not Spanish, not Japanese, not the language they're speaking. No, speaking in foreign. foreign. Speaking in foreign. That was another thing that popped up during Fight Oh my God, we've and broken Kimbo. I think about it. <laughs> oh, the, re- the really weird writing thing. The, the, yeah, the, um, the uh, actual... Um, yeah, write it, uh, some uh, writing popped up on the screen, but it's part of the um, uh, people who actually, in terms of TV, it's called the box. It's where the producer and the yeah, and everyone and stage man and everyone sort of sits and they fiddle with all the, the knobs and get all the different screens up and stuff. And it's prompt cues for them, but it popped up on the main screen. <laughs> and at first, people are there going, "Oh, got see with the sound and this," and then, but then you think, "Hang on, this is meant to be." Taking the piss out of Firefest, so it's like that's that's clever again. Yeah. To pop up some stuff that's not meant to be there, so yeah. it look like they fucked up, and it's like, which because it hasn't happened before or since, so it's no. it must have it's, been it's, scheduled fuck up. Always yeah. purposeful. It's there perfectly just to pop up with sort of the prompts and it go you know numbers moving and sort of random words and so on. It's like yeah, the no fear thing is just fucking yeah. amazing. I love I've it. it. So good. And the fact that the um, young books have subsequently taken that arm and gone no balls. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. In and they 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 translate it so it's in the correct foreign. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and it's just it's just no balls in foreign. No balls in foreign. Um, <laughs> But that's on a later pay-per-view. But this one, yeah, it's just it's nice seeing them be able to do what they want to. As I say, I will watch these six people wrestle a million times over and not get bored. Yeah. Mm. It's so engaging. Just mm. just great. And finally on this card, nice quick on this, liked it. John Moxley versus Joey Janela. But this wasn't part the of no the sanctioned card, match. was it? It was unsanctioned. It said that was the final match I mean, the pay-per-view. Unsanctioned match. In a, a storyline. Yeah, in a storyline, yes, it was unsanctioned. However, it was announced... Pre, in advance. Yeah, way in advance. Yeah, it was announced in advance, but they said that is the end of the four, uh, they uh, make pay-per-view. The, the guy However, in the middle of the ring goes, and now the lights will go down, and when they come back up, we are having an, a non-sanctioned match, no holds barred, with yeah. John Moxley and Joey Janela, and then the lights go boom, and it's just pitch black, and the lights go boom, back on, and the crowd goes fucking ballistic. Mm-hmm. Because it's what we've been waiting for, really. For the yeah, whole, it's for the, the highlight of the whole card, yeah. Yeah. We As good as the six-man tag match was, yeah. we were and up, there was other little... Snippets of joy. Yeah, we'll call them snippets of joy. <laughs> it was a little bit of a disappointing pay per view. Uh, it was saved yeah. by the end and the women's match. Oh, the tag match that opened the whole thing. Sorry, and the fatal four. Okay, maybe it wasn't actually. <laughs> oh, right. Okay, so now on reflection, you're kind of not too unhappy with it. Yeah, I'm not massive. I was never massively unhappy with it. First, I praised it more than I thought it should. Then I've gone back and gone, yeah, it's absolutely a bit worse. It's probably somewhere in the middle. But Janela Moxley. Fuck me. I think this one probably filth. needs a bit Absolute of... Yeah. Filth. We were so ready for Moxley at that point as well. We were just, like, chomping at the bit and sliding off our chairs. Like, we just wanted to see him. Yeah, because we, we'd we had the uh, talk with Jericho by this point. Yeah. Which... Also, fuck me. And just broadly as well, um, the promos that have been cut for AEW... Are fucking incredible. There's not really ninety-seven percent of them are 
great promo guys. Yeah. There's the exceptions. Librarians. <laughs> uh. But yeah, I agree. Um, but yeah, like Moxley's cut this fucking incredible promo and he's... And you're just so geared up for it and then by the time you actually see the lights go down and come back up and you know that you're about to get the thing that you want, it's just really fucking exciting. And then it starts and it is one of the most brutal things. Mm. It's just, there's barbed wire and there's boards and there's tables. And the boards. The boards with barbed wire. Like him being... Two separate boards with barbed wire and each one of them goes through one. Yeah. 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 And there's the the thumbtacks where um, oh. Moxley pins him, and as he's pinning him, you just see him go, Poof, and he spits a thumbtack out because yeah. one's gone into his mouth, and he's just the the and photo they... shoot that, that was done like the next day, and it's like there's some really fucking I'll have to find them and I'll I'll put them on the socials mm. and stuff, guys listening at home, um but there's some really cool black and white photos of just Moxley's back. And it's, it's all of the fucked. It is, it is <laughs> fucked steak. into like a new century. It's ridiculous, and it's just, it was, it was horrific. It was really yeah. genuinely brutal, and, the, and it made you uncomfortable. But well, in all the right ways, yeah. Like, yeah. and when it zoomed in and to, to, to zoomed in on the foot when he stamped on it to see the tat buried in the foot, mm. and he had to pull them out. It's like, ooh. It was just... Uh. It was just perfect. And it's yeah. the fact that when he pulled the chair out of the barbed wire on... Yeah, I think well, one of the comments went, there's, there's blood oh, yeah, on there. It's like, yeah, that's from when he put the, t- the chair <laughs> put under the there. barbed wire on. Yeah. In the first place, that's his own blood. Yeah, it's literally... Ra- if anyone hasn't seen, seen this one, it's literally wrapped... Around, so the chair is folded flat, and it's literally wrapped widthways around multiple yeah. times, round and round and round. It's literally almost... Like a layer of barbed it's terrible. wire. It looks like a torture device. Yeah, it, yeah, it's, it looks like a legit torture device. But Moxley's come out, gone space, and saying like, "I'm not going to try and hurt you. I'm not going to try and destroy. It. I'm, I'm going, going to, to hurt you. Yeah, I'm, going trying, to hurt I'm, you. Going. I'm going to hurt you. I'm going to break that. Yeah, but he sort of. Yeah, he applies the same logic. Like the the promo that he's cut for, um, which unfortunately couldn't come to pass because fuck MRSA. Um, but the promo that he'd cut for Kenny Omega saying it won't be so funny when I break your fucking jaw. That's the attitude that Moxley started with. Like he came in mm. when he comes in right at the tail end of uh, Double or Nothing and he's launching Kenny Omega off a stack of fucking poker chips. You know that he's come to take names and kick ass and break people's bodies on the way. And so we were get, got this kind of vibe off him that he's going to be mean and he's going to be bad and he's yeah. going to be fucked up and he's going to fucking break people. And then we had this unsanctioned match and you went, oh shit, it's not just talk. You are going to fucking cripple people. You're going to ki- you're going to try and kill people. You're going to try and hurt. You're yeah. going to hurt people. He's finally got the creative control that he wants and he's, yeah. he's able to do what he wants, how he wants to do it. Yeah, that's why he he's got as he walks the ring. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of the antithesis of. It's the polar opposite of the Omega kind of yeah. bounce he does. Yeah. And the f- how he's modified the DDT, the Dirty Deeds, has now become the Death Rider. And it makes and way more sense. Yeah. It looks and way more effective. The, the fucking height he gets on that, I would not want to be really on the receiving end of a Death, uh, death Valley Rider. Perhaps. Is the Death Rider Death, death Valley Rider? Death Rider. You're thinking of Death Valley Driver. That's it. 
Death Rider is. The yeah, the one. Death Rider is just it's. Um, that height on a DVT, no, thank you. Uh, yeah, it's unnerving. That yeah, he's just you know that he's safe hands. Yeah, yeah, he's he's hard. No, you're in safe hands if he chooses them to be safe hands. Yeah. Yeah. This is John Mox who we're talking about. If he wants to, he could fucking kill you. And um, what's real about him? Yeah, I just I'm I'm totally in love with the man. I'm just I'm just happy to see him happy and enjoying what he's doing again. Yeah. Because you can see you can you can genuinely it's palpable how passionate he is and how reinvigorated he is he's come back and now he's getting to do exactly what he wants to do it it, it feels a bit like punk in a way yeah, yeah. he was very obviously dis- disillusioned yeah he did think smarter than punk did at the end i think the wwe run and it wasn't all punks doing the way no I'm, I'm not saying it is but i think moxley has had moxley's learned from the punk. Yeah. That Punk didn't have available to him. Yeah. And so he's, rather than been, he's not been reactive, he's been composed about it and he's played the long game and he, he's come out better for it. And the other scenario they both got is they both have a partner who was still contracted for WWE. The, the part about Punk people don't talk about is AJ Lee. Yeah. AJ Lee loved wrestling. Yeah, and she loved wrestling for WWE. Mm-hmm. She had no issues with WWE. She just had the punk-related issues. That punk, they were punk's issues. They weren't hers. No, she was there at the start of the women's revolution. Realistically, she's one of the catalysts for the whole damn thing. And now she'll be a wrestling footnote in the CM Punk story. She's yeah, a... which is a shame because she deserves more than that. Way more. But that's unrelated to Fighter Fest. Let's let's do our star ratings and then move swiftly on to Fight for the Fallen. I think this deserves a three point two five. I go four. Yeah, I'd go three seven five. I think the Moxie yeah. match drags it up. I'm joining Stony on this one. Yeah, the Moxie match is a massive salvation for I give it a two point five on my phone. Um, on my first for me, it's Cody and Moxie who saved the entire show. See, because I don't have the same reaction to Cody you three have. Yeah, for that match, that's what pulls it down hard. Yeah, three yeah. five minutes. Everything else, sort of, I enjoyed it, but it's yeah. It was a good standard match. Well, a good Pay-per-view, standard yeah. show. Yeah. Right. Well, we'll move very swiftly on to fight for the fall and the third WWE. Uh, WWE, fucking hell. AEW. I'm going to AEW pay per view. And we open with everyone's favourite. Fuck the librarians. Fuck <laughs> the librarians. Fuck the lottiers. <laughs> Again, <laughs> going to read my notes verbatim. Fuck the librarians. It's not growing on me. It's not funny. It's not making me angry. It's just shit and childish and a waste of my time. Sunny Kiss, on the other hand, is very engaging. Oh. I love Sunny Kiss. And <laughs> I, I have I, one I, reservation. If it's about I, him being gay, no, no, it's not about him being gay. He's, he's allowed to be as yeah. wonderfully fabulous as he oh, is. My concern is AEW may overfabulous him. WWE would completely have overfabulous him. I'm aware of that. Oh yeah, it'd be coming oh, yeah. out like farting glitter. Yeah, I don't. 
I think so I think he's as fabulous as so Sonny will make himself. Sonny's just being Sonny. I also think he might need the reins putting on it a little, just just the touch. I don't need to see the splits four times in a match. Yes, you do. <laughs> Sorry, I, I for the finisher I liked it, oh, and then once yeah. the show he could do it when he split did the splits off the top rope onto his chest one. and then stayed there in the splits to pin him. And to win the match, that was yeah. I just... completely overlooking as well. The most fantastic oh, intro. The intro. Like oh, the intro was great. Was yeah, coordinated. It, it caught me way off. I I didn't. I knew I knew what he was going in. I knew he was going to be this fabulous indie darling wrestler. Yeah. Don't think I expected the what was what, what the Jaguar people called. The Jackie were cheerleaders. They had a name. I can't mm. remember them. <laughs> I didn't mind the twerking. I, I didn't mind any of it. I thought to watch him in the ring is great. I, I just don't think I needed the slap and I didn't need four splits. Yeah, he did. Does he do the split four times? Four times. Finisher, once yeah. coming into the ring, once as a taunt, once when Avalon doesn't move on him. Oh, okay. Fair enough. No, he, he, he should have done the entire match in the splits. Just, just to prove, just like take a point. Scooching round scooching on his crotch. Yeah. <laughs> have you ever seen Pain those... versus Legends, man. Yeah, yeah. Oh, have you ever seen those uh, Japanese le- races? I thought you were going to say dogs with worms. No. <laughs> ever seen those Japanese ladies' races where they do the side splits and then run down the side? Uh, I'll yeah, have to yeah, get yeah. Frank on this, but... No, mate, because I'm, I'm not... I don't have the same Google history as you. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I don't I, think he needs in. No. I, I think he's not going to be used that much. So I think we're going to see him that intermittently. That will be okay when it happens. Yeah. If he, if it he depends starts, how he's used on weekly TV. Yes. It's all going to come down to that. On pay-per-views, it's fine. If on a weekly television show he's doing splits four times. Yeah. Every week. Also, he's not got a mid-card title yet, and realistically, that's going to be his niche. He's not going to be a top-of-the-card top guy. No, he's going to be mid-card. And until he introduced a mid-card title, yeah. probably... By the way, Frank has there. found a link to Japanese ladies' splits racing. We will share it with we you. Will, you will I'm see this. I'm not watching it. You will see this, and it's... It's, it's, it's disturbing. It's special. It's, it, but... He he. What well, um, my point is when you check this up, he you will he could be he could for me do that the whole match and it'd still be great. Popping up only every so often just to climb up to go to up the, the ropes. Like I say, I I don't I didn't think he was a negative as a one-off. My concern is if it becomes a regular fixture. <laughs> so sorry, Strong's just on the loudest part. <laughs> We've gone back to remember party. when I said everyone's an that. Opinions are like arseholes and sadly Strawn has one. This is why I made that point. Yeah. Every episode we've recorded, I've fired at least once. <laughs> I hate you. Else, I absolutely hate you. <laughs> this is why I don't drink like a lot when we record. Because I end up farting my just... farting. I don't re- recall you farting any other time you've drank heavily. Yeah. No, he doesn't. He just gets yeah. away with it. He farts all the time. He's one of the most flatulent human beings I've ever met. That's because a diet of cheese and meat. Yeah. And beer, that's it. Like, Not just... even I would. I wouldn't say meat. The processed crap that he has hasn't seen an animal. <laughs> the only animal it sees is him as he's eating it. Fair point. 
But yeah, um, uh, yeah, I think I think that's enough on Sonny Kiss and Peter Avalon. Mm-hmm. I don't want to give Peter Avalon too much time. I this, think, despite Sonny Kiss, uh, one thing I did love about the whole thing for this is the whole thing was a charity event. Yeah, yeah I love that. Uh, and the amount of money they managed to raise for for the cause is absolutely amazing. And the fact that it just goes to it just goes to show the difference between the thing because it's it's clear this is clearly done for the love of wrestling and, and sports entertainment yeah because they can do a pay-per-view and then hand over Close most of the money, money and hand yeah. over the money to someone else and the fact that kenny omega chucked in what 10 grand yeah, yeah. it was just it was ridiculous like and they said the uh, at the end of the show they said from day one this is what we wanted to do like when we signed the contract we were going to do a pay-per-view yeah where we raise money for this exact cause and it's like wow with, with who the owner is as well, it makes so much sense yeah. as well. But moving swiftly on, we have a brother. What do what did they call themselves? The brothers? Just brothers? The brotherhood? Who? Cody and Dustin? Dustin and, yeah, it's oh, uh, the brotherhood. Brotherhood. We have a brotherhood promo. Cody was great. Dustin was Dustin's overly right. intense and freaky. No, I loved it because that's him going like, I don't agree with these these young books. Like, who do you think they are? It, it's that's him being like. It felt like these damn whippersnappers <laughs> and their yeah. lips. <laughs> Get off my lawn. That's what he's sort of going with, but in a kind of crazy fucking batshit way. And when they did the yeah. the interview backstage with oh fuck, what's her name? Um, beautiful. That's her name now. Beautiful. <laughs> just, just, um, just wow. She's, and she's just so good. She gets yeah, a I'll, better I'll... response out of people. Than other individuals. You're not mentioning it. That's part of three. I know what you're going to say. Stop it. What is he going to say? It's about MJF. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. That can wait. Shh. I'll accept this one. I'll accept this one. But it was Dustin like talking, it, and uh, when they're doing like the interview backstage beforehand, and like Cody's going, yeah, we're you know we've always wanted to do this, and we're going to donate the funds to charity, and it means such a lot, and blah blah blah. And then she turns to speak to Dustin, and Dustin's like, I'm going to power slam you so hard that your soul leaves your body. And you're looking at Cody's face, and he's just pissing himself. Yeah. He's so, so fighting. The urge to just be like, Pah! in his brother's face. And then Dustin turns to her and goes, Rah! And she just yeah. jumps out of her fucking skin. And it's just brilliant. And like Cody's got this like wry grin on his face, because he's just like, brother mine, you are fucking weird. And they just kind of shake and walk off, and it's just—it's beautiful. Like their chemistry is so good, and you can't—you mm. can't buy that. You can't no, replicate that. It's—it's it's... as a promo. I I liked the promo. Just maybe let Dustin speak less. Oh no, I liked it. I. It I think he's whole... not going to speak a lot, but when he does, it's going to be fucking like. Less name. And hasn't he now signed a three-year deal? I hope that man can't go three more years. <laughs> no way. But what can go for three more years is a tiny Japanese lady <laughs> called Big Kaiju. Oh, These segues yes. are getting far more smooth. Thank you. Uh, yeah, uh, I don't like this. The alcoholism <laughs> helps. So, my first note <laughs> my first note on this match is Japan is fucking crazy. Yes. Yes. Um, so, this was the debut of Bea Priestley as she teamed with Big Kaiju. She had a real name. But I can't remember it, and Big Kaiju just sounds cooler. Again, we're not even going to get Frank on this. I don't care. Big Kaiju does it. That's fine. Her name is Big Kaiju, and they were against 
the face team of Griho and Dr. Britt Baker. Dr. Britt Baker DMD. Very good match. I liked it. I loved it. I enjoyed it. And I think if you give it the context that it needs, these two pairs of women have never paired up with each other before. And can barely communicate. And they can barely communicate. So it wasn't necessarily completely smooth. But there's the one mate. I know Johnson's got nickels with it. There's for me. There's the one major fuck up, and then the rest is fine. No, oh, I know. Yeah, I, no. The, the, the yeah, I know what you're on. But the, for this match, there was there was too too much sort of misconnects and so on. There's too many. Why well, isn't that an issue with the cameras? Because there's a lot of misconnects in all wrestling. Like people, they're intentional. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you can't Some connect fully all together. Oh, no, not hurt someone. But, uh, was this the one where she got t- uh, absolutely stomped in the head and could actually see she was wobbling for quite a while? You're like, yes. she went down and didn't get up for a few seconds and then came up and you're like, Oops. no, dude, she was knocked out. That was a fucking bad move. And that's why she went to the wrong corner. Yes, yeah, yeah, she was absolutely... Because you stomped on it. Yeah. She... No, Bia... no yeah, because you stomped on it. Bia went to pin her. Mm. She kicked out of the pin, did a move... Ran to Bikaiju instead of to Rio. Yeah, uh, but, but it, that's what I mean. It's stuff. Like, it, it, it's stuff like that with a lot of stuff. That was a bit. This. She caught that was days, was, wasn't it? Yeah, those they caught their feet on the ropes and so on. There's a lot of missteps throughout the whole match. I mean, the match itself was entertaining. That was an outdoor but, one as well, though. Yeah. So I think, like in terms of what you were saying, like camera angles and stuff, in an indoor venue where you've got everything kind of mapped out a bit more precisely. It's easier to hide, but when you're in a big outdoor venue, there's only so many places you can put the cameras for. Yeah, also, the, it's a small gap I have with AEW. It's really obvious in the last two, pay, the most recent two pay-per-views. The gap between the ring and the crowd is possibly too small. Mm. WWE has a real big gap. Yeah. So they can pull items out from under the ring. There's plenty of space. You can find the table there. got pulled out and pulled out, out, and you had to move the barrier so we could so pull the pull table. table. Yeah. And I suppose that it There's has a couple its of matches as well where they where they go for a suit. And other moves from the ring outside and catch the legs, shins on the barrier, mm-hmm. heads, heads on the barrier. Yeah. yeah there's... It serves a purpose to a degree because I think they're trying to make the crowd feel more Part of the action. Yeah, they want to feel like... I think it just needs to be another foot. It's that whole thing again. It's finding a middle ground. They're still learning, I suppose. They're having that independent... Feel. No, it's that independent level. uh, Independent wrestling on a grand scale. If you look at the shows that we put on... Oh, yeah. I I, I understand that logic. You're a chair away from being on the ring. Yeah, I, I get that. What? But for safety, you also don't have people that... doing tope suicidas every five seconds. No, but we have hit a, hit a kid with a table. I mean, that's fine. Children deserve it. <laughs> I didn't. I shouldn't laugh at that. No, but you that's should. Really it's funny. funny. Yeah, that was a thing that happened once. Oops. The Moving table on. fell over and hit a kid. Uh, <laughs> the tag match. The tag match was won by the face team of Doctor Britt Baker and uh, Rio, I believe. I'm seventy-five percent sure. I'm getting a shake for the head, so I'm going asking Frank to double check. No, it check wasn't. It was. I thought Rio was undefeated moving into all that. No, Britt didn't win because they then Britt and Bea Priestley started kicking off at each other afterwards, and Bea and 
big what's face went and then Aubrey helped Brit out the ring afterwards. But it was Bea Priestley that won it. Well, her team that won it. I think that Rio is undefeated singularly. I They've not checking. included that tag match. No, you are right. And I also, I also learned uh, Bikaji's real name, Shoko Nakajima. This match also went quite a long time. I didn't realise it was that long. 15 minutes, 40 seconds. That is a wild... But it didn't feel... No, not at all. Overdrawn the, out. The pay-per-view for this one was only 45 minutes. Yeah. Yeah, the pre-show. The pre-show, sorry. Yeah, the buy-in. The buy-in was only 45 minutes. That is correct. Let's move very swiftly on to the main card. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Opening with a fabulous match between the heel team of MJF, Sammy Guevara and Sean Spears versus Darby Allen, Jimmy Havoc and Joey Janela. What a way to kick off the show. You've got three... You've got Sean Spears and MJF who hate each other, despite especially the chair incidents. Mm. MJF oh. wants to beat the shit out of Sean Spears, and they are having to tag team together. <laughs> it's such it's a dick move, move it's, but it's such a good move. It's the and then most... add Sammy Guevara, who just fucking hates everyone. And as they all came out to the ring, when he's just fucking chilling on the top rope with his VL, yeah, yeah, loved it. It's full ego, and it's the most dysfunctional. Yet functional team team ever. Well, Darby F, Jimmy Havoc, and Joey Janela. On paper, you would go, yeah, they're, they're a functional team that's not full functional in the brain. Yeah, <laughs> like they're not they've all firing got, with. They've not all got a full deck of cards, have they? They've not probably all. got one brain cell left. Yeah, yeah. That is before all out. So God help them. Uh, but yeah, really good match. Uh, oh, it. Picked up. The victory was picked up by the heel team of MJF, Sammy Guevara and Sean Spears. Surprisingly, I wouldn't have called that. Given no, no. I, yeah. I mean, the commentary got it over. It was a big shock as well. Yes. Uh, yeah, the, one note I will add. The, the commentary on this pay-per-view was the worst it has ever been. AEW's it was it, it was decent. A double or nothing, not spectacular. Yeah, improved for, for for Fighter Fest. Double and nothing was a face only walked in together. So. Yeah, like I said, like, it was decent. Yeah, then I, I gave it the credit it deserved. It wasn't good. Yeah, it was a good starting block though. But even JR's like, we you're gonna have to give this time. Yeah, I was like, I'm all for it. Like, and I people. gave them time. I gave yeah. them the second pay per view, which was much improved because they got rid of Alex Marquez. Then they brought him back. Him and J- have him and JR fell out. Because literally, they, every time JR says something, Alex Marquez says the same thing, but with different words. I'm like, make a different point, you irrelevant sack of shit. He does like a good paraphrase, doesn't he? Excalibur's exceptional all the time. I love Excalibur. Excalibur and Golden JR. Boy, Golden Boy. Golden Boy. Golden Boy. I said it Works earlier. Just, just the a happy little trio. You've got, you've got the knowledge... You've got the enthusiasm. And you've got And you've got Trumpy Suicida! Which is the most important part. <laughs> but, in my opinion, the most important part of this pay-per-view happened next. Brandy Rhodes entered the ring. Yeah, she did. To face off against Ali in a singles match, where Awesome Kong came out to enforce, support Brandy Rhodes. Yeah. Not like Brandy needed the moral support. She didn't assert herself physically in the match. Whatsoever. She did not touch Ali one finger. Not one finger. Off toe or boot. It, it wouldn't be a finger, though, with Awesome Kong, would it? It's... It'd be, it, 
Her fingers are the size of my fist. I mean, I, I have large fingers, so I cannot comment. However... But yours is still smaller than Awesome Kong. Well, yeah, I wouldn't trust myself to win a wrestling match against the woman. Jesus Christ. Um, You'd, She could literally throw a punch near me, and the wind from it would knock me out. I'm not going to say... That's true of any human. That is, yeah. That's question. true that of... I, a, could, I a, could not keep Yeah, it. it's true of a blustery day. <laughs> I could a wind and I broke a bone. I'm amazed you don't knock yourself out with your own flatulence. I mean, I've come close. <laughs> On a serious note, <laughs> I didn't like this match. I love Brandy. I will watch Brandy every day. However, it was a waste of alley. It was a bad wrestling match. And it was all done for the awesome Kongaja Kong angle at the end, which yeah. was kind of. No, I'll give you. I'll, I'll give you that when uh, you had the two Kongs sort of facing off at the end and sort of doing that sort of yeah, we're going to have it we're at some point. Up. Yeah, it did feel very much like oh, that's, that's why, why this, this happened. happened. Oh, brilliant! So it sort of devalued the match at the end when you you sort of going oh that wasn't too bad, and then these two pop up and you're like oh, um, and okay. it went eleven minutes. <laughs> Brandy Rhodes. Like Goldberg, does not need to be in an eleven-minute-long match. No. She's she's powerful. She can be around the ring for eleven minutes by all means, but yeah, no. Spear, get fucked up, get pinned, go. Yeah. Bone spear. I don't really remember the match. I'm not even gonna lie. I didn't find it memorable at all. Mm, I mean, exactly. <sighs> but Brandy Rhodes. <laughs> Brandy Rhodes is a, a shining light in the piece of shit which comes next. And I can't believe I'm saying this. It's got a boy and his dinosaur, Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus. Yeah. And Hannah Cut and Jack Evans. And the Dark Order. Spooky perverts. In the triple threat tag match. I don't know how you guys feel about the Dark Order. Oh, My comments are as such. Dark Order is like a muzzled dog. Promos are great. In the ring, I just don't care. <laughs> Every part of the match they were not in is great. The Dark Order were not. Yeah, for me, it's... It's just a bit weird. I, li I, I like the blackouts. I like the promos. I think that that's really... It's a bit of a rip-off from The Fiend now. The Fiend does it better, but... I understand what they're going for. The minions, I like. I think, the minions could be do better. Yeah, yeah, they've been doing it longer. The minions really does it better. The yeah. minions could be done a lot better. Yeah. I don't want some poor bunch of gimpy guys being sat on and slapped about a bit. It's just a bit weird. I feel a bit uncomfortable watching it. You know, like I say, I don't mind it as a, as a promo thing because they don't get touched. They just like swarm. Yeah, the creepers like when they come out, when they get sat, well, when the when Uno, Evil Uno, sits on one of them and that makes a thrown out of them. It's just a bit dodge, like, it's yeah. just... I mean, I'm not one to kink shame, but it's just, it's weird. <laughs> and they're not You look so genuinely uncomfortable yeah. right now. And Evil like, Uno's not a good wrestler. That, that kind of... Like, if I wanted to watch that shit, I'd go and, like... Pornhub. Or something. I you don't want to watch it on... Youpornplex. <laughs> the Youpornplex. I don't... Shout out, Joey. We love you. <laughs> I don't want to see it in a wrestling ring. It's wrestling in and of itself is a bit homoerotic anyway. I don't want that level of homoeroticism. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm fully with you. I, I can't believe I'm agreeing with you. <laughs> this is weird. Uh, yeah, you're right. It's almost as weird as the Dark Order is. Like, it's just, it's just not right. No, not right, it's love. Cringe worthy. You're not normal, love. 
mean, however, having a certain member of the Creepers there made sense. Yeah. I don't even think that saves it. I really wish it did, but it doesn't. If, if then, Luchasaurus can't save this match, nothing can. Let's even be then, like <laughs> when you watched it, you noticed something was off about the Creepers because you've got what four or five of them, six of them that are topless, and one wearing a top. Who's wearing a top? It's like this week. With a certain body shape that is yeah. very different to the rest of the Creepers. Yeah, something's going to happen with that guy. I'm not quite sure what, but it's going to involve another wrestler. We'll talk about after. Just, I really can't, I can't stress enough, we're not kink-shaming. We're really not. It's a wrestling thing. Whatever One of them can't wrestle, and it don't suit him. It's up to him. Yeah. It's not in the ring. The other guy, the bald guy, is actually sitting in the ring as well. Uh, Grayson. Grayson. Yeah. Is he British? He shouted once and it sounded remotely British. I don't know. But even then, I don't, care. I, don't him. I don't understand him because he's wearing like a little fur thong thing and the rest of them are in black leather. Why? That doesn't... Because it feels good on his thighs. But it's... Because of reason. But thematically, it doesn't make sense, does it? But I think that's the whole problem with Dogwood. It doesn't... It doesn't gel necessarily. I don't think like it's a great idea for a gimmick. It just feels like somebody's still half stoned while trying to execute it. Yeah, like, their first promo, we're talking like about recruiting people. Yeah, mm. and now they're just beating people up. So how you can't recruit people if you beat them up? That doesn't. That, that just makes them angry. They don't want to join you if they're angry at you. It feels That's like science. an idea gone wrong. Mm. <sighs> we're gonna swiftly. Yeah, and that was fifteen minutes as well. Yeah, too much time for spooky perverts. I can't be... No. No, thank you. Do not want. Thank you so much, JR, though, for spooky perverts. Yeah. I want that t-shirt, JR. Okay. I've just seen the rest of this card. Oh, dear. Adam Page versus Kip Sabian. This was good. I like this. I like Adam Page. I like Kip Sabian. Mm -hmm. I like them in the ring together. More of this, please. Maybe not against each other. Maybe let them fight other people, but... All Yeah. Yeah, it was solid. Like, I enjoyed it. I don't really have anything other than that to say, though. Solid? Yeah, it was a good match, yeah. My only issue with that match is, story-wise, I get you give Adam Page a win. Oh, we've not said he won the last two matches. We'll do that after this match. (laughs) We'll do a three. Adam Page got the win. I think people care. Okay. Just, I don't understand why... Why Kip? Why did Kip have to be sacrificed first? Sacrifice the fucking Dark Order. Sacrifice the librarian. Mm. It doesn't have the same gravitas. Yeah, like it's a sacrifice one of the one of the three faces or one of the three heels from that six man. You could have done. You could have picked anyone else. If you're going to get big on Kip, I don't understand why you throw him to Adam. I put Adam Cole. I mean Adam. Yeah, you're getting your brands wired, aren't you? I, I was talking about Adam Cole in my head. Baby. Baby. Um, I, I get what you're saying, and I sort of agree with you to a point, but if you're being objective about it, would realistically any of the other kind of alternatives that you've put forward for it have resulted in a match that engaged you in the same way? Sammy Guevara would have. 
because I, I, I like him more than you two do. But also... Uh, Jimmy Havoc would have, but then you have to sacrifice him. But Jimmy Havoc lost anyway. Jim, Jimmy Havoc's oh. going to be better with Derby and Janela moving yeah. forward, and I think they've made a tactical choice. They've put them together a couple of times. Because you aren't going to put Kip in the match. Yeah, OK. But like, Kip, Kip makes then. sense for me, because moving forward, Kip and Page are going to cross paths again. Yeah. It would be setting a, a stone to move on. Yeah, I think you are saying... The, we are going to put Kit up a card. Yeah. This is why. At the time, that was the idea, I imagine. But Pack has now returned. Yeah. So at the time, you had uh, Kit running promos against Page. But since then, we've had Pack return. And then at the post All Out show, you've got Pack going backstage to the press junket with Page and going, We have unfinished business. Yeah, I don't, I don't think you're going to build a feud between, between Kip and Paige anyway. Kip, even in his promos, I don't... Kip comes across too positive and engaging to be mm. healed. Mm. Even because he did an interview with Beautiful. That's going to be her code name. We don't really know her real name. He did an interview with Beautiful and he was lovely in that. Yeah. And that was before he fought Paige. Yeah, I just... I think... I just wish it wasn't... Kip sacrificed for it, but I understand why it was. Yeah, I don't think it was an intentional sacrificial thing for it's Kip. Sure it was it, based on what they were doing and what was going to happen at that point in time, what they knew they had available to them and what was going to go moving forward. you got to think at this point as well, Moxley was still fine and Moxley was mm. going to be with Omega and mm. that, was a th- that was set in stone. Yeah. And it's only retrospectively looking back that Kip possibly could have been, wasn't necessarily the most intelligent choice, but still, even then, you're not going to get Pac to do it. Pac's the only legitimate one that... I think Kip made sense. It, I understand where you're coming from, though, but I do still think it makes more sense than anybody else would have done. OK. I'll be in the minority again. I don't mind. <laughs> um, you're feeling all right. Get back in your corner. <sighs> Also, this went a long time, 19 minutes. Right up to that time frame, yeah. time limit. Real close. Um, for the last three matches, Adam Page won Kip Sabian. The Dark Order, God rest our souls, won Luchasaurus, Jungle Boy, and the team of Angelico and Jack Evans. Damn spooky perverts. Fucking spooky perverts. And Brandy won, won Ali. Woohoo. <laughs> Moving swiftly on. This is a, this this is so mixed. This is such a mixed match. I have mixed emotions. Soul Callum Sands of Virtues versus the Lucha Brothers. You see, the problem is you've got a team that I could not get more behind if I physically tried. Yeah, and then you've got So Callum Sands. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, and he stared at me again when he said SCU. Stop it! Just stop it! Don't look directly into the camera when mm. you do it. Ignore look it. anywhere they else. Ignore wrestling physics. Yeah. Just, you never they, look directly down the camera. Yeah. Yeah, it is a bit weird. You don't talk directly down the camera. But like, hate used to look directly down the camera when he did his thing, when he spat yeah. at us. But that was fine because he was spitting at us. I'm okay with that. But you never talk down the camera. That was why Punk So was you're all right with being it. spat at, but you don't like eye contact. It was like mist. <laughs> Well, he wasn't spitting at me, he was spitting as part of his theme because it went with the music. Yeah, it's fine. But you're still fundamentally happy having water spat at you 
over eye contact. Triple H is my favourite wrestler of all time. I would buy his sweat on eBay. <laughs> <laughs> I, wow. I have literally no response to that. Wow. I'm normally very quick on the draw, but I have I nothing. I don't think I'd buy any sweat ever, anywhere, internet or otherwise. I'm more intrigued as to how you bottle it. I'd imagine you get a rag wiping down after he's done his match. Oh my god. Maybe, maybe you could get like the bandana that he wears across his face because when he takes that off, there's probably. Oh, I don't want bald Triple H, so I want like Morty's Triple H swipe. Oh no, I'd, I'd have now. Oh, it's probably H rotten swipe. though now. Well, like, obviously can't buy it anymore. Yeah. But once upon a time. Oh, that's made me feel sick. Anyway. So, so this match technically was very good. I wanted to like it. I didn't. I'm going to blame Christopher Daniels. Single-handed. Was he a part of the match? No, he was just at ringside. But he still wore his stupid Freddie Mercury jacket and brought a stupid microphone with no fucking bass because he's ripping off Queen. And Queen have nothing to do with Soul Cow! This, I don't get the Queen thing. Like, mm. Have I missed some are they, sort of... Are they, Brit- are they like... even British? No. no. I was going to say, because you could either be British really? or from Pakistan and then neither. No, they're from Southern California. Southern California. Yeah. And it's just, it's a random thing. Like, I said to you the other day in that store, like, if you were going to do a music sort of rip-off thing as a theme and for it to work, why not go with, like, Beastie Boys? Yeah. That would, that would, they could get away with a Beastie Boys vibe. I do not get the Queen thing. They could have pulled off a Beastie Boys vibe. They're three bald men. They could pull that off more than they can pull off Yeah, It would make more... The kind of the pumped up thing and the yeah. other chanting and all that is that kind of hip hop. Yeah. But they're, okay. not, they're never going to be a fucking Wu Tang, are they? So yeah, you've got to go that. sort of in that genre in a way that sort of matches the kind of pop that they're trying to get. You'd go Beastie Boys. But where the fucking Queen things come from, I have no idea. And only he does it. The mm. other two have jackets. Yeah. Sometimes. Occasionally, he may wear the jacket, depending on how they feel. But it makes no sense. Like, I don't no understand why they're in the I tag don't... match. I don't understand why they've picked those to go into the Lucha Pros. I would have taken any other tag team. Yeah. Any other tag team. I've grabbed random individuals and forced them into a tag team rather okay, than... Okay, that I'm lying. I think I may prefer them to the Dark Order because they're at least good in the ring. Yeah, I suppose there is that. But surely there was another tag team that they didn't use on this show. They could have... Used. What knows? Or we could have used Pentagon and Sickness. Both, both those gentlemen are single wrestlers. The Lucha mm. Bros both won titles on their own. Yeah. You put them in two singles matches, show us they have that variety. Yeah. Because the young books aren't going to be ever entering singles competitions because they need each other like leeches. They're a symbiotic relationship. Leeches aren't symbiotes. But they need us. Uh, oh, they need a source. Yeah, I suppose. They leech off each other. Uh, okay. It's like a cycle. mean synergy rather than... Yeah. I think... I don't like you correcting my English. You <laughs> spiralled into, like, just this pit of <laughs> fucked-up metaphor and simile that didn't work. Yeah, you're okay saying that. You're all well-educated. I'm not here. Oh, <laughs> no, me. Oh, yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say... That's why I take it from YouTube, yeah. not him. Yeah. The one of us. The one from Neck End. Yeah, the one from Neck End who's a published writer. my name's my name's Just saying. 
Well, my name will never be on as Kenny Omega versus Cena. No, again. This is why I don't like Fight for the Fallen. We've taken Kenny Omega. We've given him a win. Great stuff. We put him in a really long match against Seema, who just beat Christopher Daniels, and I didn't care about that, and I don't care about him here. I don't engage with Cena. I find him really hard to connect with. Yeah. I'm just not that bothered. Yeah. Yeah. I, like, I don't really have... I don't. I can't really even explain why. I know. Look, which makes me feel really guilty, because it makes me just sound like I've gone, nope, and then walked off. And I haven't. Like, I actively have tried to tried. engage. I've watched three of his matches. And I'm just go, I just kind of go, mm. still can't get it. I don't think it was a bad match. No, it's, again, it's fine. It goes a little long. A little bit. And Kenny May goes just, he's always really fun to watch. I love the bounce. Just, I love yeah. the V-Trigger. I love the Fallen Angel. One week One Angel. angel. Christopher Daniels was the fallen angel. Sorry, Kenny. I will never confuse you with that man again. <laughs> uh, shame, shame, shame. The, the underhook suplex. This is completely unrelated. I only just learned in my head why a fisherman suplex is called a fisherman suplex. Because you hook the leg. Mm-hmm. So you're fishing, you're hooking. It made, I was like, it was like 20 years of watching wrestling finally came to that. Don't. It was wonderful. And I'm, and I'm the retard in the room. Yes, I never yes, called you, you a retard, yeah. I called you uneducated. Uh, There's a difference. I just confirmed his statement yeah. is yes, that's true. He is the retard in the room. He is a fucktard, yeah. I had the Battle Royale. Dunk? Uh, yeah. Uh, no, you were, you were stupid before you got hit. <laughs> yeah, and so anyone want to add anything to Omega versus Cena? No, no. the shit out of me. <laughs> Oh, Lucha Bros won their match against SoCal because... We're doing really well with this, aren't we? Of course they did. Uh, Kenny Omega won versus Seema. I just kind of said that earlier, but... Yeah. Yeah. Main event. Again, it was okay. I've forgotten what the main event was. It was the brotherhood of Cody Rhodes and Dustin Rhodes versus the young bucks of Matt Jackson and Nick Jackson. Oh, Yes. It was fine. Yeah. wasn't great. It went too long again. This pay-per-view... It was split into short matches and then just three really long ones at the end. But everything else was like five, ten minutes, Mm. occasional near 15, then 20 minutes, 22 minutes, 20 minutes. And I was like, ugh, stop. This of the four pay-per-views is the one that is stuck in my head least. And it's the one I won't... Probably watched most recently. It's the but I'm really patchy on detail. Mm. Like it, no, it didn't really stick quite so much. I think the card isn't great for this pay per view in general. And then I think what should have been exciting about the pay per view kind of under delivered. The Kenny Omega match was a bit bleh. Yeah. The Young Bucks match was bleh. The Lucha match was bleh. And we had. The two, all three of the worst AEW things. The Librarians, the Dark Order, and Soul Cal. <laughs> in fact, we had all four because we put Steamer in there too. Yeah, I suppose. But, and we had a bad woman's match on top. It was just a bit of a... I don't know whether or not... And it's going to sound like really mean-spirited and I don't mean it in the way it's going to come out, so I wanted to clarify that just before I make the statement. But much like Fighter Fest was definitely... It felt like something that is part of another thing. It was clearly not a standalone 
pay-per-view, for me, Fight for the Fallen felt like a charity match. Yeah, it felt it, like a charity it show. Wasn't, it was an exhibition show. Yeah. The equivalent thereof for wrestling. Like, it's not a It proper... wasn't the core. I think when you compare it to... Like, when you look at Double or Nothing and you look at All Out, you go, yeah, fucking hell. Like, they're... Great shows. They're their pay-per-views. Yeah. I think, realistically, if you're going to be really brutal, AEW have had two legit pay-per-views and they've had two additional add-ons. Because I think Fighter Fest is definitely part of that convention and you can feel it. And I think, for me, Fight for the Fallen felt like a charity match because it wasn't as committed as the other two. It's like having WWE's Big Four and you've got... The rest. The rest. Yeah. And then you have the Saudi shows on top. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's basically, for me, like... uh, Fight Fight for the the Fallen felt like Saudi... Saudi showdown. Whereas... Fighter Fest felt a bit more like a B-level pay-per-view. Yeah. Yeah. Like stomping grounds. Yeah, yeah. I think Fighter Fest and Fight for the Fallen are stomping grounds, whereas Double or Nothing yeah. and All Out are SummerSlam. Double or Nothing. WrestleMania. Yeah, Double or Nothing's like the SummerSlam. All Out's their WrestleMania. WrestleMania. Uh, oh my God, we agreed. Yeah. And we've got... Next one's not until November. Yeah. So it's... Full gear. Yeah. November 9th, full gear. It'll be interesting to see if that feels B-level or not. Because they've got just shy of three months between two. It's just over two months, really, isn't yeah, it? Well, I have a month. Oh, and a month of TV in there. Yeah. So it'll be interesting. They'll have some more kind of things, kind of more structured, I think, because I think... I feel, I feel like an A-minus pay-per-view. And so kind of like Clash of Champions or Hell in a Cell, kind yeah. of those the one better Bs. Yeah. yeah. And more as a roster than Bill, I think, because Cody's yeah. tweeted saying they revealed 40% of the roster. So oh. fine. <laughs> oh, are they having a WWE size roster? Because that makes no sense. Who knows? Well, it sort of does if they're going to televise. But they're only doing one show, WWE do two. But WWE do four, technically, don't they? Oh, I'll, I'll do that. Five. But I suppose, like, if you've got a decent sized roster, you can rotate through everybody and give them all a fair crack at the win. I, I don't think we're going to get up. For a while, we're not going to have any episode of AEW TV without at least the majority of the elite. Yeah. I'd say every episode will at least feature three or five. Whether that's the Jacksons not showing up, Cody not showing up, Omega not showing up. They might rotate who doesn't show up, but the majority will show up every week. I think you'll probably get maybe one of them every week. I think you'll get the majority. But you I can't have the Jacksons on the road. They can't oversaturate it because we'll stop caring about them and then you can't pull out your big guns for the big shows. Mm-hmm. To keep people interested in the pay-per-views moving forward, there does need to be this kind of enticement of you will get all of us together in this big pay-per-view. But I think the weekly roster is going to be more of the, the rest of the stable. Mm. I think you'll mm. see... I think you'll probably see maybe one of the elite every week and there'll be a couple of promos for the others and then you'll see I meant being on the show Cody's fine just calling a promo every week I'll listen to that man talk he can read bedtime stories you'll get get promos every week but I don't think we'll physically see them wrestling I think you may it'll be interesting to see if they keep the YouTube stuff going when they're on TV they said they plan to 
I think that they're just it's now that ingrained in their day-to-day life that they do it that it's going to be hard to get out of the habit of and doing it. And they've got ideas to keep you going, like okay. sketches and stuff. Fair enough. Um, that, the shit that they're doing on the YouTube channel, there's, it's never going to be yeah, stuff, stuff, they, stuff they, can't they, can't, they can't do it. I know Cody, Cody's isn't really wrestling related, is it? It's just following him and his work. Mm. His is more like a daily vlog yeah. for his stupidly fancy life. Yeah. But the, being the elite one, that it's That's just... A it's but it's also sort of cheesy and funny and gimmicky and taking the kids and jokes. You're, it's it's, it's, like, it's like a book down, down. Yeah, yeah. It's a wrestler's had an idea, the company has backed the idea. Yeah, yeah. And they're uh, just kind of funny with it. Yeah. And they take the piss and there's running jokes that are never going to be something that they can introduce into the televised shows because some of the jokes and some of the kind of the, the stuff they play with on the being the elite stuff plays completely against the personalities when they're doing the professional stuff and that's why it works on the being the elite. The stuff where they're kind of taking the piss out of each other and they're just having a joke and the the revival stuff can never get put on AEW's yeah. actual televised show. They can't talk about the revival. Because they can't talk about that sort of stuff. And also they're not going when the televised shows are going to go out, they're going to be Kenny Omega and they're going to be the Young Bucks and they're going to be Cody Rhodes and yeah. they're going to be who they are meant to be mm. when Ken they're doing being the elite it's Kenny and the Young Bucks and they're mates goofing off and you get that from it and that's why that's funny and it's why they'll be able to keep it because it is a separate entity already so when they start doing the televised stuff it'll be even more distinctly separate elements it'll be kind of almost like the equivalent of us sat in this room now and other people yeah. listening to us it's that being the elite is their version of that. It's them goofing off and sharing some of their their personal relationships outside of being at work, whereas the TV show is going to be being at work. Uh, the last thing we've seen in this podcast has not gone as long as the last one, even though it's gone quite a long time. I think we'll talk about here instead of after all out. Um, I wanted your opinions on the elite as a whole. So I know they're a faction that doesn't kind of associate itself as a faction um but i I think realistically there's going to be a point we will see all five gentlemen in the ring together as a team i think realistically it's something the fans will want so they'll do it i think they might want to do it as well yeah 100 percent, because they've done it in japan so i think they'll come this far you're gonna want to yeah show off like so i was talking to a friend about this earlier so all five of them have been portrayed so far as faces. Realistically, that's not going to change in the short term. No. Realistically, only Cody potentially could turn. I think Kenny would make a great heel. Kenny's been a heel, I, but how he portrays himself with the Young Bucks, even on pay-per-views, he's too much of like Kenny the goofball now, I think. Mm. I think there'll have to be some time before you could turn him. Yeah. Whereas Cody, I think you could flip a switch and he's fine. Yeah. Mm. The issue I have is... You've got the five of them as, as faces, but Cody as a face surrounds himself with heels. So Brandy's been a heel since she's been an All Elite. Mm-hmm. Best mates at MGF, big heel. In theory, if they did a mixed gender match and put Brandy with one of the Elite, how would that work? Because you're going to have a face with a heel should they turn Brandy to be a face. Maybe have Kong turn on Brandy and that's your eventual storyline because she's sick of being ordered around, but then that's sympathetic to Kong. 
Or is the dynamic fine as it is? I reckon that they'd get away with it because even though Brandy's strictly speaking not a face, when you put her in with that group of guys and if they're facing big bads, she's still going to look more of a face than a heel against some fucking monsters. Yeah. I think Brandy is close enough to being a face as a heel to get away with going up against other heels. But yeah, her, her and Cody are kind of like opposite sides of the same line, of the, of the line, but very close to the line. Yeah. Brandy toes just heel, Cody toes just face. Just face. And he could easily flip-flop. We've seen him lose his temper. Yeah. Like, he gets hit and he gets up and he, his face is gone and he, he loses his shit. Lazy. So he could be... He's, he's one good kick in the face away from turning. Whereas I think if Brandy, Brandy's in that glorious position of if the guys all came together to do like a, a mixed thing and it's them as a faction, like almost degenerate, yeah, degeneration yeah. She'd be like, don't you fuck with my man, kind of stuff. And it'd be. And people would get behind And people that. would totally get behind it. And they, you would ignore the fact that you go, wait, they're all faces and she's a heel. This shouldn't work. You'd totally you'd, <laughs> yeah. you'd disengage from what she's supposed to be because you'd see her take on a side, not a face. Yeah. She's not changing her personality. She's defending her husband, which husband. is what she's always done. She, she, yeah. She's been ringside when you know when he's fought people and been bleeding. She's like been at the ring going, "You don't have to do this. You don't have to get back up." Like she's always she's there throughout whatever he's doing. So it wouldn't it wouldn't be jarring. She could do it, and there wouldn't yeah. be an issue. That that's my opinion anyway. Anybody else have any other thoughts? No. Yeah, I think it'd work. I think especially with someone like Kenny. Um, we saw Kenny sort of not become a heel, but... Get a little nasty. Yeah. Be sort of... What's the word? Anti-hero? No, more like... Just pissed off that he's not getting redemption. Okay, yeah. He's not able to do what he wants to do for payback. And I think that was a nice little nod that he could one day just go, you know what, fuck this, I'm going to do my own thing when I want to do it and go full moxie almost with it. I think that would work. I think Kenny could do that if he's given the time to build up to it, but I don't think it's necessary. If they were going to do a thing as a group, then it would be easier to drop Brandy in as the defensive wife then have to turn everybody fucking heel. I think I don't think I don't know how you turn the box heel as well. You don't. It's not possible. It's to kind of have Hardy syndrome in. Yeah. The one way you would turn the box or Kenny heel is every now and then um, Cody just drops his little comments in, like I get paid more than they do. Well, then you're going to turn them against themselves and nobody wants You're that. imploding the group, which is what we're trying to avoid. We're trying to keep them as a five. Yeah. But if you're going to do anything like that... like You'd have to get... I I reckon the best way of probably doing this is... And they've already semi-planted seeds, which I know I'm going to 
try not to discuss too much because this is what's coming up in the next part because it's an all-out reference. But MJF at the moment with his best pal in the world, there's a part at the end of the match for All Out where MJF is doing the circle of the ring, getting everybody to cheer, but he pointedly looks down at the chair and he pauses a moment and then he carries on. And it's almost like it's a little subtle seed and I, I have a sneaking suspicion that this MJF, Cody, that's my best mate thing, will implode and it will implode big and it will be bad and it will be nasty. And MJF's mouth would be enough to get the Young Bucks and Kenny to back Cody up and do a heel turn because they'll want to destroy him. Because MJF has got all the skills he needs to run his mouth to the point where he t he manages to even turn the Bucks. That like he could just absolutely destroy them. He, he could be the one that uses Cody's your fucking boss and you're just all underlings and, you know, you're just there, his little lapdog and you're his little bitch. Yeah. And he could run with that for weeks mm. until at some point they snap. And that that's feasible. Yeah. Mm -hmm. If you need any creative writing tips, AW, just let me know. <laughs> Social media, email. Email. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to... Say we give our grades and then wrap this episode up. So, mm -hmm. fight for the fallen. I'm going to give a lowly 2.75. Slightly better than average. Nowhere near as good as the other two. I'm going to give it a three. It was all right, but for the... It doesn't have the um, grace period that Double or Nothing had. And it didn't have the ongoing gimmick throughout that Fire, Fighter Fest had. Fighter. Fighter Fest had. It was just an out-and-out -out, um, paper. It was a pay-per-view, and what they put on. It was whilst it was good. It, it was sort of like, oh, well, all right. So I'm giving it a three. Fair enough. Yeah, I'll go three. You? I was going to give it a three, two, five, but not quite there with it. Whereas I'd go three two five. I don't think it was bad enough to go lower for me. I think there was enough glimmers of diamonds and gold in there, but it was just peppered with the overall feeling for me was this was a charity match and they weren't as committed to yeah. it as they were for their big two. It was definitely a stomping ground. Compared I'm going to go 3.25 their... if I go Firefest 3.25. That was my debate. <clears throat> Yeah, that's fourth, lower mark. Yeah, so wow. Okay, so that's uh, wrapped up part two. So we've done three out of the four so far. Uh, so catch us next time for the uh, all in, all out, all out. Oh yeah, shake it all about. <laughs> the concluding chat. The concluding chat. Yeah. And as usual, you can find us on various social media. Do contact us on email at trainpopculture at gmail.com. Uh, Facebook, Instagram, Tumblr and Reddit, all is trainpopculture. And for our Twitter handle, it's culture underscore train. So, by all means, uh, tune in to the next episode. So, skull. Close. Sonny Rock. Be off.